Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Dual Senses, the PlayStation podcast where we give our two cents on all things PlayStation and some things Uno and some things Onibaba. Onibaba. I am Steven, and I'm here with the Onibaba himself. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Onibaba. <laughs> Who's a woman? Isn't she? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. You're a woman. Nope. <laughs> I'm Alex Wolf with an E at the end. The E is for estrogen. I was gonna say I put the E in Oni <laughs> Baba, but uh, but E is I, or like it is spelled Oni I. Is I. We're talking about the sound, not the spelling. I'm talking about you're a woman, Alex. Nope. And and there is nothing wrong with that. There isn't, except for the fact that I'm not. So, factually, you are wrong. Well, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> so, there is something wrong with it. But emotionally... <laughs> what? Emotionally what? Uh, I'm also wrong. Yep. So, what have you been playing? Uh, I've been playing a lot of... That was a weird mouth sound. I just I don't know how I did that. <laughs> We've got a lot of weird sounds going on. There's a lot of weird... You should hear... Uh, tune into the bloopers at the end of this episode if you want some weird sounds. Tune into the thing you're already listening to. <laughs> Like yeah, but be. just like stay listening at the end. There will be an awkward pause, and then you'll hear audio. Uh, I'd suggest turning it down a little bit. <laughs> nah, blare it. Uh, Ball out. But Live we've, your dreams. we've had some noises. Blow it to speak as dog. Uh, no, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy fifteen. So getting some prompto action. No, no. Getting some Noctis action. I mean, I play as getting Noctis. some prompto and Noctis action. No, together. Nope. They love each other. That is not a thing. It is a thing. No, it's not. <laughs> I almost started crying. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, I don't know if anyone knows about this, but there's never been a game I've seen Steven more adamantly fighting for a gay couple ever. Th- more so than Final Fantasy XV. Like, he's actively, when Prompto and Noctis are on screen, Steven comes aggressive i'm glad that you finished that sentence like he <laughs> screams like he's fighting for it he gets red in the face like it is the most aggressive i've seen him about anything i don't know why they love each other because he hasn't played the fucking game listen i played enough to know that there's a lot of sexual tension between all of them but mostly prompto and noctis jesus christ ask anyone who's seen this game and they will agree see rachel's over there nodding I, I don't. There's sexual tension, and it is going to come to a point at the end of the game, and shit's gonna happen. I mean, I would hope so. It's the end of the game. They're gonna, they're gonna love each other, <laughs> they're and they're gonna admit it. it. Jesus Christ. Um, but no, I really enjoy the game. The gameplay is fun. Uh, it, it's there's a lot to it, and I feel like a lot of it is kind of a like. There's magic in the game. It's Final Fantasy. So there's magic. But it is so... Uh, between Prompto and Noctis, there's no, magic. No, 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 no. Like, <laughs> it actually, becomes like, stronger throughout the Your story. Fire, your Fira, your Faraga, the, bl- the Blizzard, uh, Blizzara, Blizzaga. Erectus. That stuff. Nope. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but I feel like it's just kind of like... You, I'm not going to come up with more spells. <laughs> you can do it once to get the trophy in the game, and then after that you can kind of just go without using it the entire time. Because, All the magic? Yeah, because... It's one. It damages your party. Oh, like if you have a big enough spe- spell, 
granted, there's items you can use to nullify that damage, but if you don't have that equipped, your party can get damage from using the spell. So if you've got two people close enough and you set off a big ice spell, it you can freeze everyone. It's like, oh shit, I don't want to do that. That just seems pointless. Dang. When my weapons do more damage, I can be more flexible about dodging, and so can they. It's, you know, I don't, I don't quite see the appeal of the point. Yeah, that um, does seem kind of annoying. Yeah, Unless I, there's a thing later that gets rid of that. Well, there's an item you can equip to someone in your party, and as long as that person equipped with that item is the one casting the spells, you don't damage them. But that takes up an equipment item slot on your character just to make sure they don't hurt other players. So, so you could do something that's more productive. Yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. I could just not use it. But other than that, the story's fun. Uh, it's when, a slow burn. When playing this, like. uh, do you feel like it's... Do you feel like it's obviously the the precursor to Final Fantasy VII Remake? So like, you, do you see a lot of similarities? Uh, in a, I don't know, because that, that's a conversation that's brought up a lot, is that like Final Fantasy thirteen paved the way for fifteen to happen, which paved the way for seven to happen. One, that's fucking obvious that thirteen paved the way for fifteen because fifteen was originally a spin-off of thirteen, so that's not an argument. That's a fact. Um, but... In a sense, it's kind of hard to say, because I think with the side quest, yes, I think that there's a lot there that was brought into 7 and really refined, because 15 is a ton of side quests. All of them very errand-based, don't really serve a purpose as to anything you're doing, except just a way to get experience and possibly get a nice item here and there, and then earn some money. That's really about it. It doesn't do too much for you that I've seen outside of that. Uh, whereas, and that follows into seven but seven side quests are not nearly as cumbersome it's if you're looking for something it's easy to find what you're looking for you're not looking for a shiny little speck on a massive map it's a very linear game so i think that helps um but other than that again the side quest in seven while they can influence certain things you get in the story it does not change the overall story like it changes the dress you get in a certain point in the game because you did so many side quests and how you did those so, that's there. Um, Combat-wise, not... I mean, the combat in the system is... There's similarities, but like nothing out of the ordinary that you would say, oh, that came directly from 15. It could have easily come from any other game they were inspired by. Do you, do you recommend that I finish 15 before going into 7 Remake? I think going into 7 Remake first, because... I again, I took five years to finally play Final Fantasy XV, and I my itch to wanting to play that game came from beating Final Fantasy VII because I wanted more Final Fantasy that wasn't in a turn-based style and was easily accessible. Do you think that itch will still be there with fifteen though? Like, do you like, think it'll be easier to go forward instead of going back? Which is weird because seven's a remake, but it's more recent. I, I see what you mean. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I feel like seven is more accessible than fifteen. Because 7 has the straightforward combat, it has straightforward magic, and it, it's so linear and very structured, and it's chapter-based. You don't have a massive map you have to go through. It's not too difficult to kind of go through, whereas if you were... So going into 15, you're like, oh, okay. But it's 7 like, doesn't have prompt, though. <laughs> I mean, that's not the question I was asked. It's the question in my heart. Jesus Christ. I think playing <clears throat> 7 Remake helped me, but I can also see the benefit of playing 15 first. Just because it is an older title. Okay. I mean, I'm further in 15 than I am in 7. Yeah, but you also haven't played it in how long? I mean... A 
handful of months. Yeah, and, and seven <laughs> is a shorter game, too. And you're not that far in 15 anyway. You're, like, maybe a half hour into the game. Yeah, well... Not even, really. I spent, like, three hours... Doing what? Like, exploring and taking my time. I was on... I was not just playing the game, but I was also playing shitty mobile games. And At the same time. Yeah, it's one of those. I yeah. feel like I feel like 15, because there's a lot of driving, I'll put on a podcast or something. Oh my fucking God. That, and then yeah. like I just get distracted because I'm not looking at the screen when they're driving because I'm just waiting. And then I just end up on my phone <laughs> doing yeah. another thing. And then like an hour later, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm playing this game. I, mean, that, I totally get that because the fast travel in that game... The UI to one navigate the fast travel is annoying. You very much have to milk the system. So you have to find parking. First, you have to fast travel to your car. You open your map, click return to car, you go to your well, car. Yeah, well, like it's also just not there at first. Like I have to, you have to go to these places first. Yeah, yeah you have sense, to pa- so. you have to go through. But even then, so that's where it becomes cumbersome. Is like even then you still have to. So you could have gone to these parking spots in the past. You still have to return to your car. Go to your car, and you have three options. You can auto-drive to a quest point, a, a waypoint you set yourself on the map, or to a parking spot you've discovered. And you can do it there. If you do quest point, depending on how far the quest is, and this is real time, so if it tells you it's going to take seven minutes, that's actual seven minutes that pass in real life before you get to that, spo- that point. And that's throughout the whole game. No matter if you just went there. I feel like could... that's most of the playtime. Yeah. Because so like if... almost every time I get to the place, and then it's like a minute. Yeah, to do whatever I need to do, and you're like, and I'm I back, back on the, the road. fucking car. It's like Jesus Christ. Yeah. So yeah, it. I'm not a fan of that, but all in all, I'm having fun with the game. Well, I've um, so I've gone back and I've been playing some older games that I started but never finished. Uh, so I'm almost done platinuming Spyro Two, hey. Ripto's Revenge. Ripto. Um, yeah, and uh, and that's been fine. Uh. I, I actually, I really appreciate, for such an old game, obviously this is the Reignited Trilogy, but uh, even the original, there's a, there's a lot of enemy variety, mm-hmm. and even though they all basically do the same, well, similar-ish things, uh, they all have unique animations and unique character models. That's kind of impressive for a game that old. Uh, so, that's kind of cool. But uh, I also recently rebought the Final Fantasy X, Ten Two HD thing. Oh, you did pick it up. Okay. Yeah, because uh, that was on sale as well as the Spyro trilogy. Yeah. And I had started those, but I never finished them, and I never owned them. I, was, I picked up Crash Team Racing also. As well. Oh, that one's so. fun. It's a really hard platinum, though. I'm not going for the platinum. That's more of a thing uh, just to play with friends. But, but that is a lot of fun. Uh, but anyways, so I was playing Final Fantasy X, uh, which was my first Final Fantasy game ever. Uh, and I've been thinking about it a lot because we've been talking a lot about Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy XV, so I'm like in a Final Fantasy mindset. So I was like, I'm going to play the first Final Fantasy I ever played, uh, and I really like that game. I really like the combat system and everything. I think it's done really well. I think that the story and the world uh, is really good. Uh, the voice acting sucks. Yep. <laughs> it's so bad, uh, which is weird because, like, I think the story and the script is fine, but just every the way that it's presented is just so bad. Uh, but that was the first fully voice acted Final Fantasy, uh, if I recall correctly. 
Um, yeah, I don't think nine was. So. And that was the first time the series was on PS2. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of firsts. So it it just seems a little bit dated now. But when it first came out, it was impressive. But um, but yeah, I was following a guide because I don't want to miss any of those. Like there's the little Albed primers because you learn a language called Albed or Al. I don't know how to pronounce it. But throughout the game, you have to collect these books to learn this language. Mm-hmm. And I think there's like 21 of these things, but some of them are missable. So I'm following a guide to make sure that I don't miss any of these language primer things. And in following the guide, I guess I just wasn't paying attention, but I played Final Fantasy X, started from the beginning, played it for like 30, 40 minutes, and I fucking died during the tutorial. (laughs) Which... The guide specifically said that it's impossible to die during this boss fight because the boss has a move that takes away 25% of your current health. Mm -hmm. So no matter what, if you take 25% of any number, it's never going to get down to zero. And it always rounds down, so you'll always have at least one HP. But I died. So I broke this game, and I died during the tutorial, and you don't get to a save point until after that fight. So... I was at a point where I had to start the entire game over again, and I'm like, no, fuck this, I'm going to play Spyro. And that's how I started playing Spyro 2. <laughs> but I didn't want to play Spyro 2. I wanted to play Final Fantasy. But you couldn't, because you suck. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I really don't understand it. But uh, but yeah, apparently it is possible to die during the tutorial. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-mm-mm. I'm probably the only person who's ever died during that <laughs> tutorial. Final Fantasy Final Ten. Because <laughs> literally the character is like, you need to do this thing. And then you do the thing, and then you just consistently do it, and then you win. But I didn't win. I don't understand. Did you Did you fuck up and not do the thing like one turn? Of no, the I was doing it exactly how you're supposed to. Huh. I thought. <laughs> I, I don't know where I fucked up. I don't know either, dude. But, but you fucked up. Anyways, so uh, we've talked about the past with old Final Fantasy games and Spyro. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the present now. The present. So uh, we we didn't mention this in the last episode, but the new PlayStation Plus titles uh, have not just been announced, but now they are out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So on, um, on PS5, you can play Maneater, the Shark PG. Uh, which I've actually heard really good things about. Yeah, Rachel's been playing it, and she's having a fun time. So that's pretty cool. I really want to play that, uh, but I can't because I don't have a PS5. But for those who don't have a PS5, on the PS4, uh, they have added two games that are actually pretty freaking awesome to PlayStation Plus. Fuck, yeah. Uh, I think this is a really good month, actually. Yeah, I mean, I feel like PlayStation's a, they have a trend of kicking off the new year when it comes to PlayStation Plus games, pretty strong. And then usually February, March are kind of like, eh. So I'm interested to see how they continue the momentum. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, so right now, if you have PlayStation Plus on the PS4, you can download... Uh, shit, which Tomb Raider? Shadow? It's Shadow? Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Okay, Shadow of the Tomb Raider and Greedfall. Yes. Which um, So Shadow of the Tomb Raider, it's the that's the final of the trilogy, the new trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's Tomb Raider. Um, but Greedfall, 
I actually, I wasn't very familiar with this, but when I saw that it was a PlayStation Plus title, I looked it up and everything, and this world looks amazing. I remember when they first showed this game off during, it may have been a uh, state of play event, I believe. It was a press conference of some sorts, like there was being displayed, because the game was announced, and I was like, okay, the concept of this looks really cool, but I knew the developer was Spider, and they do a bunch of like kind of they do D- Bound by Flame. Bound by Flame, like double A titles. Didn't they do that other on. RPG, the open world? They did one other. I can't think of the name of it. I want to say Elysium, but that's not what it is. No. I don't think so. E. There's an E in there. There's like a man, and it's a fantasy. Th- anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, so the developer, and Bound by Flame, while it was okay, it didn't do anything by any astronomical, like, oh, this is fantastic. Uh, and Greedfall very much focuses on the choices, and the choices you make are very influential on the world as to how the game portrays itself. Um, and it's like an, as far as I could tell, it's like an alternate history, yes, fantasy role playing game. But like, it it just looks like a really cool world with a with a striking setting and art style. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really liked the idea of the choices influencing the story like that, but. Uh, it, it's a huge emphasis on the story. And I was reading reviews and stuff, and pretty much everyone said that the story and the setting is amazing. The gameplay is okay. They basically said that it just lacks polish, but if you can look yeah. beyond that, then it's fine. Uh, but this looks like a game that I can actually really get into. So yeah. I'm excited to play it eventually. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if if it has any success from people playing it on PlayStation Plus. That, that helps the publisher and the developer develop more funds. Because this, this could easily be the next Witcher franchise with it being a game that came out like, hey, the setting's cool, the characters are there, you just gotta polish. And you'll have instances where Witcher becomes Witcher 2, and then from Witcher 2 you have a game like Witcher 3. I feel like they're a talented team mm-hmm. that if they just had a little bit more to work with, yeah, then I think they could make something really special. Yeah, it's funny how often you see that. Like, oh, this game could be good, it just doesn't have these things. That's probably due to money. Well, hopefully enough people buy this, so if there's another installment, there's money here to make that thing better. <laughs> yeah, always support awesome ideas. Yes. If you so have... buy Yoku's Island Express. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to buy it's it. It's such a good game. I feel like it's too little too late for that game. <laughs> yeah, but still, <laughs> such a cool game. It's an open-world Metroidvania pinball game with boss fights and side quests. It's really fucking and you're good. you're rolling around a poop ball. Yeah, you play as a dung beetle. Rolling around dung. But, yeah, Yoku's Island Express. That's my random-ass shout-out. That's not free with PlayStation Plus, but I think you can get it for 20 bucks. Yeah, something like that, 20, 25. But highly recommend. A few times. That's a game that uh, needs a sequel, and I want it to get one, so please buy it. Anyways, so pretty good PlayStation Plus month. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to jump into Greedfall. I'm excited to add Maneater to my library so that I can play it when I get a PlayStation 5. Oh. So. Oh. No one's going to happen. Mm-mm. It's going to be a shark. Um, nom, 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 nom. We both did, like, a little... It's really... Manier looks cool. Rachel's been playing it, um, and how she describes the gameplay is, like, I think the most satisfying thing is, like, when you bite another, like, whether it be a human, fish, alligator, whatever, you have to press R2 each time you chomp. Oh, so it's like... So, yeah, exactly. You're literally going, om nom 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 nom. So, oh that's, that's pretty cool. Is that... Uh, so does the dual sense do anything? I don't know. No? Oh, well. Missed opportunity. 
Yeah. Would have been nice to feel the tearing of the flesh. It's really weird how that... It's only the PS5 version of that game to be added. I don't yeah. quite understand. They did the same thing with Bug Snacks, and I don't quite get it. Like, It's got to be money. Maybe, but like, Man Eater's been out for two years. Yeah. So at that point, I don't think... Like, Bug Snacks I get because it was a launch, you know? Man Eater, I don't see the point. Just, just make it free for PS4 players. Yeah, it too. is a shame. I wish that it was free across the board especially, because then I could actually play it. Yeah, especially like people like you who don't have a PlayStation 5 yet, they can't, I don't know, you had an issue adding bug snacks to your library. Yeah, sometimes the option just doesn't show up yeah. on my web browser. You are only allowed to do it from a PlayStation 5. Because the PlayStation Store sucks. So that kind of no. hinders anyone that like wants to go forward, like, oh, I'll build my library now so when I do find a PlayStation 5, it's not even a matter of affording one, it's a matter of finding one, I can play these games when I have it. I am set. And it's like, no, sorry, you can't fucking do that. Like, you got to start from scratch there, buddy, like everybody else. It's like, all right. So. Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, it is a problem. But I will be a shark one day. Shark, shark, shark. No matter what, whether they like it or not. Speaking of new add-ons to a PlayStation-like I service. I going to say, speaking of sharks. I don't have anything else about sharks. Otherwise, I, I could have. Right. Um, there's some, been some updates to the PlayStation Now service with a few games. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, they added the crew, too. Okay. Which is cool. Very satisfying, you know, racing game. And I think the Crew 2 added a lot. You know, it wasn't just cars this time. It was, like, helicopters. and Were there boats? I think there yeah, were boats. boats. Like, speed boats. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. And then they also added Frostpunk Console Edition and Surviving Mars. So, if you're a PlayStation Now subscriber, which a lot of people aren't, <laughs> there's some things there for you. It's sad. I think PlayStation Now, I think the biggest problem it had when it came about was its pricing, well, really everything. So the pricing and the structure. <laughs> like, the cost didn't make any sense. The only then, problem it had was everything. And then the cost of how that worked, it's like you can, yeah, sure, you can pay an individual price to rent this game and stream it or download and stream it. This is the price. But if you pay for the subscription, some of these games aren't included in the subscription. Like, what the fuck? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So since they fixed the pricing of it, that's better. But that structure is still there where they certain really games... They really need to just wrap it up with PlayStation Plus. I, really, I don't even think they necessarily need to wrap it up with PlayStation Plus. They just need to make sure it's one thing. Like with Game Pass, you it's a, you could it's a separate subscription. You can buy it in one if you want to, but it's separate. And all the games are just covered, and you download it and you can play them. That's it. If even if PlayStation Now want to stick with you stream them, you don't download and you play them. But at least you're only making one payment. Like you pay for this month's subscription, it's all there. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say oh. I have PlayStation now, but I don't want to rent this individual game, even though I already pay for the subscription. Like that makes yeah. no fucking sense. So, if they were yeah. to fix that, I think that would be a huge help to them. One thing that I think is interesting, though, is every time that they announce new PlayStation Plus games in the comments on the PlayStation blog, there are people who say, "Oh, this was added to PlayStation Now a few months ago." Yep. So, what this says to me is that potentially, The Crew Two will be a PlayStation Plus title in a couple months. Uh, and that could be cool. Yeah. Uh, Frostpunk, uh, Surviving Mars, not my kind of games, but those would be cool on PlayStation Plus as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, who knows? I mean, more games is more games, so that's always good. Yeah. You know what we're not getting more of, Stephen, though? Tenchu. Uh, <laughs> yes, but I was going to say, it is... <laughs> A few weeks ago, we talked about how the PlayStation 4 Pro... Oh, oh yeah, and had, PlayStation 4 Pro. Yeah, PlayStation 4 Pro right. had <laughs> been... It, was, it seemed as though PlayStation Windows were manufacturing it. If you were to go to the PlayStation Direct website, 
Um, it was saying the PlayStation 4 Pro is currently unavailable, and we don't know when this item will be back in stock, where, which was different for anything else, saying just out of stock. Yeah. Uh, so it seemed like it was sunsetting the PlayStation 4 Pro. It has now been confirmed, in Japan at least, that they will no longer be producing the PlayStation 4 Pro model. They will now only contain the 500-gig Jet Black PS4 Slim model. So that's a little sad for people who want a PlayStation 4 Pro. However, I feel like just about anyone who wants a PS4 Pro at this point probably has one, and if they don't, that kind of demographic is eyeing the PlayStation 5. Yeah, they might as well just buy that. uh, And apparently, like, the PS4 Pro, it's more expensive to produce that than the regular PlayStation 4 anyways, just because it's, it's a little bit more complex hardware mm-hmm. uh, and it, as far as I remember PS4 Pro never really sold crazy amounts especially compared to regular PS4 yeah. like it's not like a slim model It's because it's a little bit more premium mm-hmm. so uh, it, it's a little sad but I'm not too worried about it because I feel like they wouldn't do this if the market was there so the fact that they're doing this that says to me that the market for this kind of thing is dwindling and so they're just putting those resources elsewhere. So I feel like there's not really many people who are I feel like it's just a ma- hurt it, by this. Yeah, I think it's like not hurt by it because it makes sense. You have a premium console where you now have a brand new console that did everything that did for a price range pretty close, especially if you're buying a digital PlayStation 5. Yeah. It's the same price as a standard PS4 Pro. So why spend 400 bucks on last gen when you can buy, spend five, 400 bucks on current gen um so i think that's there a lot of the resources they can now spend more money manufacturing parts for the ps5 not for the ps4 pro because i at first was kind of like bummed not bummed but confused i'm like why not just discontinue the base ps4 drop the price in the ps4 pro make that the standard thing but when you think about who's going to buy a playstation 5 it's the people that would have bought a ps4 pro and the resources that probably go into making a PS4 Pro, probably some similar things that go into a PS5. Mm-hmm. It's just cost effectiveness, and it makes sense. Um, I do wonder if we will see at that, at that point then if the PS4 will receive another price drop because right now it still retails for 300 bucks. So you now have the PS4 at 300, the uh, digital edition of the PS4 or the PS5 at four, and then the uh, standard PlayStation 5 at 500 So that's interesting to see. I was expecting a price drop on that. We'll see if it happens in the future. but Yeah, probably like sometime this year. I but, would think so. I, I mean, mean, as long as they're still selling, though, they probably won't That's drop true. Selling like hotcakes. So um, no signs of that train stopping. Kind of crazy. Bam. Yeah, so earlier I mentioned the Tenchu thing, <laughs> um, which there is some news related to this, but... Uh, just to warn any Tenchu fans, am I saying that right, Tenchu? Yeah, Tenchu. Okay. Um, I personally don't think that this is anything to to bet money on or anything like that, but apparently the, the series creator, the director of Tenchu, like the classic uh, PlayStation series, uh, mentioned that he would be interested in revisiting the series. And... That's basically it. But a bunch of news outlets are reporting this and saying, oh, well, Tenchu's going to make a comeback. And I'm like, no. 
Because, <laughs> like, if you take what he said specifically, he's like, I'm interested in revisiting this, uh, but that's that's it. That's all that he said. Uh, so I wouldn't give it too much weight, uh, but that, that that has been said, and it is spreading all over the internet uh, with some very misleading headlines. Um, but I thought that was worth mentioning that that happened. I wish it were time splitters instead. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Which we haven't heard any news about that since THQ Nordic bought the copyright or the license or something like that or re-registered it. Time splitters? Uh-huh. Yeah. Do, I mean, is it THQ, T- THQ who also did... Um, who's behind the SpongeBob Battle for THQ Bob? Nordic. So they're the same people. Yeah. And they're very interested in revisiting old stuff. Well, they're revisiting all of their old stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, like, yeah. Spongebob specifically, it's sold a ridiculous amount. I think they're up to, uh, I think they did, like, four million in sales or something, but exceeding expectations. Um, it's been very profitable for them, and mm-hmm. so they're interested in revisiting other classic things. I would be very interested in, um, was Tack and the Power of Juju the same team? That was also THQ, yes. I want Tack to come back. Those were great games. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think that'll be the next up. They had a lot. There was something that came out, I think, 2019. Uh, a, they said they have a list of, like, a massive list of games that they were in the process of resurging. Which, for THQ, because they were a pretty big fucking publisher back in the day. I hope heyday. it's just all of the things that they own the rights to that start with T. I want TAC. I want Time Splitters. So, two things. Yes. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> But, like, all of the TAC games. Yeah. Or just one and two, really. Yeah, and then, a lot of those were uh, great after that. All three Time Splitters, though. Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. If they if they just release the Time Splitters in a collection, I will be happy, Steven. I, so if they were to do Time Splitters kind of deal, I think it would just be one of the titles. Because if we're following trends, THQ Nordic has not done a collection of games as a re-release. They've taken a game, an old THQ game in particularly, and built up one game from that installment from the ground up. Yeah, but Time Splitters would be so good for that. They basically they could just build a like one modern Time Splitters engine basically, mm-hmm. and just have like the levels of all of them essentially in that one package. They could. I just don't like that would be good because otherwise then they're just going to do three because that's the most recent. Even though I think Time Splitters two is the most popular. Why would they just do three? Just because it's the most recent. You said that they would only do one. They would do one game out of the franchise, but if we're but going I don't, by... But I don't think they would start by the first one. The first I... one is objectively not nearly as good or as I loved. think if they were to do one, I think it would be two, because it starts off a story with, uh, what's his face? I can't remember his name. Uh, uh, Vin Diesel? Yeah, the Vin Diesel-looking guy. It, it's actually... I think he's voiced by Vin Diesel. I don't think it's Vin Diesel. It is. Look it up. All right. I swear to God, it's Vin Diesel. Let's see. What if Time Splitters is in the Ark universe? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I really think it's Vin Diesel. It has like a star-studded cast. Tom Clark Hill. Hold on. Was Sergeant Cortez. That's what was his name. Uh, Time Splitters voice cast. Yeah. Tom Clark Hill, Sarah Minnell, Wayne Crow, Mac McDonald, Melanie Bond, Lorelai King, William Roberts. I don't know where you're getting this star-studded cast from. Most of, these people on got... I, most of the people on IMDb don't even have pictures on their profile. I swear I saw a, a trailer that said Vin Diesel. It might have been a joke trailer. I, that would make more sense. 
because I can tell you, because no one mentioning anything video game, like, Vin Diesel's done a handful of video games. No one's ever talked about him doing fucking Time Splitters. Listen, he <laughs> looks and sounds like Vin Diesel. As far as I'm concerned, he is Vin Diesel. Jesus Christ. I rest my case. That was like some serious Mandela effect going on. I swear to God, I remember Vin Diesel. I mean, there was Pitch Dark, or Pitch Black. That was Vin Diesel. That was Chronicles huh. of Riddick. He had a Escape from Butcher Bay. He had a few games where he looked like the guy from Time Splitters, but those very much came after Time Splitters. Any Hooser, they'd probably remake one game in the series because they made destroy, they remade Destroy All Humans, which was the first one in that franchise. I really want an H- a modern trilogy of Time Splitters. I think that would set the world on fire. I don't know if it would set the world on fire, but it is, it'll be popular. It's such a good FPS, and... It's all in one. It's it's got an emphasis on local multiplayer. Like that's, mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of thing would really that'd be a big deal. So the thing is, I think the biggest thing that they would throw into that, and it's got a gingerbread man. <laughs> you remember the gingerbread man? I remember the gingerbread man. And there's a lot of monkeys. And there's monkeys. But I think if they were the biggest appeal for that game because it's such a successful FPS, would be adding on an online multiplayer that worked. Because while the PS2 had online multiplayer. It you know no well, one yeah as expansion. long as they also keep the local, I think the local will be there. But I think the biggest selling point for that game will be finally a time splitters with an active working online multiplayer. That would be the one. That would be the thing that would that would be that the game. one FPS that I play online. Other than Predator Hunting Grounds. All right, Steven, we're talking a whole lot about games that we want to see come out. We've talked about the past. We talked about the present. We've talked about the future present. We've talked about, yeah, time travel. <laughs> future perfect. Uh, did I don't think 2 had a subtitle. It did not. All right. Well, we've, we've talked about some juju. We've talked about monkeys. <laughs> Steven, uh, <laughs> and, but last week we talked about our favorite games of 2020. Yes. It was an unprecedented year with an unprecedented amount of very good games. Yeah. But 2021... Also shaping up to be a fantastic year for video games. So, ladies and gentlemen, Steve and I will present each our top five most anticipated games for 2021. In about 30 minutes. In about 30 minutes, yeah, sure. If we can. If we can. That That's the drum roll. Jesus Christ. I don't know if they can hear that. Eh, probably. That's my knee. <laughs> wow. Uh, Steve, you want to kick us off? Is uh, I don't know if I can kick because I've damaged my knee now, but um, I'll do something. <laughs> I'll, mm-hmm. I'll start us, I guess. Um, so, games that I'm looking forward to for 2021, I'm just going to go ahead and start off and say It Takes Two. The That's game solid. that was, that was yeah. announced just recently at the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this game looks phenomenal. I've said before that it has a lot of charm. It looks like it's got a lot of heart. Uh, it looks like it's going to be an awesome co-op experience uh, from the creator of A Way Out and Brothers Tale of Two Sons. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it looks great. I'm really excited for that one. Yeah, I think it'll have uh, a lot of people will be able to relate to this game and the story it tells. Uh, so I think that'll be fun. It could po- it could fix some relationships. It could ruin some relationships, honestly, depending on how people feel about that we'll story. <laughs> but I think it'll be fun nonetheless. <laughs> I think it's honestly I feel like it it's a game of the year contender. It could be. I mean honestly, I feel like if they 
that developer, I can't remember his name or his team, but I feel like with each game, they get more sales and they get more critical acclaim. The games have done nothing but get better. So, I mean... While sticking with the theme of co-op narrative-based games, Mm -hmm. which to me is really nice because I like co-op games, but I prefer single-player games specifically because of the narrative Mm -hmm. and the fact that somebody is merging those two. And doing it well. And, yeah, and making it not shitty. Yeah, uh, I think that'll be huge. So, yeah, that'll be fun to see coming. That's... March... March 2021. Yes. I was about to say, it has a release date. I just can't remember what it was. But yeah. Yeah, so that's my first pick. Yeah. My first pick, I'm coming out the gate, the gate just, you know, guns blazing. Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart. I am fucking ready for it, Steven. That's one of mine, too. I you am stole one of mine. Stoked. I'm stoked. It is, I mean, the Ratchet and Clank games, I feel like it's, in my opinion at least, Every time there's a Ratchet & Clank game on a, PlayStation, on a new PlayStation console, that displays what the, that console can do. It like is, future uh, Tools of Destruction on PS3. Mm-hmm. That was my first Ratchet & Clank game, and I was blown away yeah. by that game. Visually, uh, the gameplay was so smooth. Uh, it was the first time that I played a game, and I was like, this looks like a Pixar movie. Yeah. Uh, and that was kind of like... I think that was on the back of the box as a quote, actually. It was a common... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, no. Is everything okay? I don't know. Is it recording still? Yeah, it's still recording. I dropped my laptop, but everything's fine. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> How did that happen? I don't know. You heathen? I blame Ratchet. <laughs> well, I blame Clank. That damn fuzzy lombax. And that stupid-ass robot. Rifting up another dimension. <laughs> Pulling things apart. Any hooser, I think this game will be gorgeous. I could just show the little we've seen, um, especially with how fast it can load, the different uh, dimensions and landscapes that you'll see and how instant that will be will be really cool. Uh, and the Ratchet & Clank games, while definitely a focus on the gameplay and the platforming and, the, and of course, fantastic weapons, have always had a pretty good narrative. So I think it'll be a fun story that everyone can really enjoy. So... Yeah, I, I remember when they did the gameplay reveal, or just the reveal in general for it, mm-hmm. uh, it was extremely impressive. I remember literally laughing in disbelief because of all of the shit that was going on on the screen, and it just kept getting more destructive, mm-hmm. and then he like opened up a portal to the other side of the level, and then like pulled that into the, like, the yeah. current existence. It's like weird. It was like... It was like stretching and then reaching another part of the world and pulling it into that. And I've I've never seen anything like that in gameplay before. Uh, and the fact that it happened and it happened so suddenly and smoothly, mm-hmm. uh, just like in the middle of a shit ton of explosions and bits flying everywhere, uh, that was extremely impressive. And uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a technical showcase for sure. And it looks like it's something that is literally only possible on the PlayStation 5 because of the way that they are using the solid state drive and i think that's why it's not available on ps4 oh uh, because de- of that definitely and so oddly enough that makes me more excited i feel like it yeah it's gonna be the first time that we really see a truly exclusively next gen experience uh so yeah that's why it was one of my picks too uh but yeah really excited for that one all right 
What's your next one? Uh, well, you stole my next one. Shit. Uh, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say near. Uh, the uh, replicant. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of in between a remaster and a remake. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the first near, but it's the version that was previously released in Japan. So instead of playing as an old man father, you're playing as a, a not as old man brother. Uh, but I I really like Nier as a franchise, uh, and I think that following the success of Nier Automata, I feel like they they know that they have something special on their hands, and so that says to me that when making this game, they want to make sure that they do a good job, and so I feel like they're going to address the criticisms from the game when it first came out. Uh, but me personally, I'm more of a fan of the original Nier than I am the the more recent one just because I felt like uh, it, it was just so much more fresh at the time, mm-hmm. but also it does more to sort of subvert expectations with the gameplay, where Nier Automata did that a little bit where you'll be playing a third-person action game and then it becomes a side-scrolling shooter or a top-down jun- dungeon crawler, but the first Nier, it does that and so much more. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but they, they do some things that to this day, I haven't seen in an action game like that before. Um, and uh, I think musically, the first Nier is superior as well, um, which might be controversial to say, but I just love it. <laughs> You've started a war. Uh, but I'm really excited for that one. I'm excited to see how it differs from the one that I played, since I played as uh, the, the father figure taking care of the daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how much of the story changes playing as the brother instead. Um, and I'm curious to see if they've made substantial changes to the combat. Uh, but yeah, I think that's one to look out for, personally. Yeah, I think... Well, I don't think it'll hit the success Automata did, just because it is a remake, remaster, re-release kind of deal. Um, and it's not being, it's not necessarily a new entry. So I feel like that audience, it, you know, they got what they wanted out of it the first time. I just don't know how many people are wanting, I don't know how many people are like you who are like, oh, I really want to play the first one again. I think this will be a good opportunity for newcomers, uh, who played Automata and missed out on the, the original on the PS3. Well, that's the thing. I so, think there's a lot of those people because Near Automata was oh big hit. Huge. Yeah. It was definitely a huge success. But like 10 people played the original Near. Right. Uh, so I have a feeling that there's a lot of people who are just fans of Nier now that mm-hmm. haven't played the original, and now being able to go back and play it, I think they're in for a treat. Yeah. Because uh, I, I, I think it's a really special game. Yeah. I will be curious to see how many people follow up on that hype train. The people that love Automata so much, like, all right, well, let's see, you, you know, put up or shut up. Pick up Replicant. We'll the, see. The true granddaddy of them all. Or no, it's the brother. <laughs> The true oh. uncle of them all. Nah, I guess uncle's fine. The true great, great, great <laughs> granddaddy <laughs> of them all. Alright, so that was my third pick. Um, yeah. What's, what's your... Moving on along. Psychonauts 2. Oh. So this one... For I those wasn't who, expecting that. For those who don't know, I enjoyed what I played out of the original Psychonauts. Really did. <laughs> Until the last 
fucking half hour. Oh, I was about to say, why did you lead off with making that sound so controversial? the ending of that game pissed me off to no end. Not necessarily story-wise, but gameplay-wise. Because that game, for the longest time, was heralded for its fun story, its charming characters, and the great physics-based gameplay it had. All that shit goes out the fucking window when it comes to those physics in the last half hour. It is frustrating. I hated every minute of it. I've never rage quit a game so hard in my entire life. I So you haven't finished it? I did. I did. Oh, okay. It was like, so in one fluid motion, I got pissed, said, fuck this game, I'm done, while at the same time quitting and uninstalling this fucking game. I was done. I was mad. I wanted nothing to do with it. Two hours went by, and I'm like, no, fuck this. I'm going to do it. And I finally did it, and I was like, all right, now I'm deleting it, uninstalling it. I'm never playing this first one again because fuck that. Did you plan it? No. Fuck no. No. Okay. I was so frustrated. Like, I don't even want to put in that time and effort because if I run into more shit like that again, I'm going to just be mad. It'd be a waste of time. Well, I didn't know if like you were doing... Because as far as I can remember, I think the Platinum is basically just 100% the game. Like getting all the collectibles and everything, yeah. but even then, like that was just... It was too much. I, I couldn't... I was frustrated with that. It, it wasn't worth it. That, and it's an old PS2 game. Like, I'm not going to spend that much time on a, on a game from when I was 11, 10. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. I like the world, but I, I never really got into the game just because by the time that I played it, it was out on PS4. I hadn't played it when it exactly. originally came out, mm-hmm. and I really don't think it ages well, gameplay-wise. Well, so I feel like on the PS2, it definitely was it was rough. Or the PS2, it was great for its time. Playing the PS2 version on the PS4... There's definitely, because the PS4 version is actually the ported PC version. So the gameplay is kind of brushed up. It's still kind of rough here and there just for, you know, what they had to work with unless they're going to rebuild the whole game. It wasn't going to happen. Uh, so for what it was, okay, yeah, this is totally fine. It's very much the ending of the game where the gameplay just goes out the window. But, but I'm excited to continue the story of Raz and see where that goes, especially seeing how long it's taking for us to get to this point. And I love a good platform, or especially a good platform that tells a good story. That so, is a game that I never thought would come back. Yeah, like, it was... And the way it ended. Like, it ends, like, moving into the next story. Like, you would think there was to be a sequel two years later, if that. And it just didn't happen. We took... I can't... I think it was 2014. We got Rhombus of Ruin on the VR. And that was the first real inkling, like, oh, shit, we might actually get this. And that did well enough to where Psychonauts 2 was justified. So... Mm. Yeah, hopefully they address a lot of the gameplay issues... Uh, which I have faith that they will. Yeah, uh, just because I think with that game being in development <laughs> and now, well, Double Fine now. I don't know how much this plays into it now. Now that Double Fine's owned by Microsoft or Xbox, whichever, whatever you want to call it. Um, I don't know if they gave them some extra money behind the scenes, like, hey, if you got to polish up Psychonauts two before you release it, because that was done last year that they purchased them, mm-hmm. and Psychonauts comes out sometime this year. Do what you gotta do to fine tune it. So who knows if they got some extra funding, you know, polish, polish and whatnot. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so my next game, we oddly don't know too much about it, um, but I'm excited for the next Horizon game. Horizon. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, I think that world was so beautiful and interesting. Uh, the the story, the characters. I think Aloy is a badass. Uh, she's one of probably one of my top five 
characters of all time, honestly, just because she's awesome. Okay. Uh, and I'm excited to revisit that world, and I'm excited to see, you know, what what kind of new additions they make to it. I know that we haven't seen gameplay, um, but it's supposed to be coming out this year, mm-hmm. so I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, I'm. I haven't finished the first Horizon, but from what I've played, I've enjoyed. Definitely a slow burn for me. But probably the most exhilarating moment of that game for me is how fluid the gameplay is. Uh, being able to transition into different combat methods and open environments and with mul- different, like, a variety, and I mean an actual variety of different enemies at once, it was pretty cool. So I'm excited to see where Forbidden West takes us and what they do to improve upon something that was pretty damn good the first time around. For Gorilla's first foray into an open-world third-person action RPG. Yeah. I think they hit it out of the park. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I would not have expected that from Guerrilla personally when the first Horizon came out. Mm-hmm. And so now I feel like with the sequel, we're really going to see, you know, the gloves are off now. I feel like they're going to give it their all. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, really excited about that one. Yeah. Me as well. Uh, next on my list, Kina, Bridge of Spirits. Okay. Do you remember what this was? Yeah, this is the... They were originally an animation studio. Mm-hmm. And uh, they did a lot of, like, Legend of Zelda fan animations. Uh, but yeah, this is the one that, that looked really beautiful world. It looks like an action platformer. Yep. Uh, yeah. And that that's my biggest thing for it, honestly. So the game looks good. Uh, it looks pretty solid from what little bit we've seen. But I am a sucker for really good action platformers, and it's been a while that I can think of we've gotten a new ip in that genre that that looks like the quality of build this game is mm-hmm. so i'm excited to see what we get from them especially with there being their first real big foray uh of a title so i think if this does well and it performs well it could easily be the next start of a new playstation icon so i'm excited to see where that goes we'll see mm-hmm. i this one's multi-platform though isn't it I I don't know. I mean, I thought it was multi-platform. It could be, but even then, Kena Bridge of Spirits. Also, random side note: Did you ever play? Nope. Pla- PS4 and Microsoft Windows and PlayStation Five. So it means okay. it'll be on PC. But okay. Well, that's fine. Yeah. Um. Have you ever played a game called uh, The Last Tinker? No. I think it's called The Last Tinker City of Color. Um, I think you might enjoy that. It's kind of an older 3D platformer that came out on the PS4, but um, it's kind of got... It's It gave me the same vibe as like that Prince of Persia reboot that they did, uh, where like there's lots of like climbing and jumping and things, mm-hmm. but uh, the game world looks like it's all made out of like clay, like clay animation, kind of. It's it's a little bit childish, but like it reminds me a lot of like PS2, like old school PS2 platformers. Uh, but it has like parkour and there's some like light action. It's a really fun little game. Maybe I'm extremely picky about that genre. Like I won't pick up anything in it, and if I if anything looks remotely off, I'm like, eh, it's not, I'm not feeling it. Well, so. I think you would enjoy it. I I really enjoyed the game. I got all the trophies in it. It, it was really really good, and the story is like about discrimination and prejudice and things like that because there's all these different colors and 
they like separate into their own little towns based on color and people like all hate the other people based on what color they are Mm -hmm. and you kind of reunite the world by bringing all the colors together and play as a monkey but anyways yeah i'm taking a look at it i that's my random recommendation the gameplay is kind of it reminds me a lot of prince of persia the reboot the one with uh I know what you're talking about. Nolan North. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I, like I said, I'm extremely picky with that stuff. But Plus, you can get it for like 10 bucks. Etsy, yeah. Or I could just download it on your thing and Pretty you can try it that way. Maybe. For free. Possibly. I gotta clear up space in that bad boy. Yeah. Final Fantasy 15 is like 115 gigs. Because it's got all that DLC. Mm-hmm. Big boy. So. Big, big boy. So... You stole one of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of which one I want to say for my other one. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say Seasons. Uh, the game that was also announced at the Game Awards. Yeah. Uh, but this one, I think the art style looks really amazing. I think the subject matter. Is it out? No. Did that come out yet? No. I feel like they dropped something that day. Uh, I kept thinking it was that. It was not the the one that is out now is the shadow. Oh, okay, yeah, the yeah, shadow yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. This side of me or whatever. Yeah, I don't. Other side of about. me. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I don't know if there's an actual date for this new seasons game. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not really seeing a specific date, but. God, the art style looks amazing, and uh, the fact that this is literally about like trying to save a dying culture, <laughs> uh, like that's that's just really cool to me. Uh, so really excited for that one. I think the the sense of character and setting in this, which apparently is really important to me, uh, but yeah, I, I think this game looks awesome, and I'm excited for that one. All right. So I guess that's my last one with. The new Gran Turismo getting an honorable mention as well. <laughs> Just because for some reason I'm addicted to those games, even though I'm awful at them. That's all right. Hmm. So, do you have one more? I've got one more. I had another one, but I will scrap it for now. God of War Ragnarok. I mean, I feel like this is obvious, you know, big boy 2021 if it actually comes out this year. I actually have a lot of faith that it will. Yeah, I think um, it will too. But I I love God of War 2018. Loved it. I did everything I could in that game. Um, and I'm a huge, huge fan of Norse mythology. So you take a franchise that I've loved with uh, with God of War and you throw more of that in there and you get more in-depth, especially after all the crazy twists and turns we saw towards the end of God of War 2018. I won't spoil it for you, but if you have not finished that game or if you've ever played it, I highly recommend that you do. Um, so I am stoked. Stoked, young man. To play some or, more. Or do you mean young boy? Boy. I am stoked to play some more God of War. Yeah, I. Uh, so I never got like super into the God of War reboot, uh, but I think objectively it is a phenomenal game. And it definitely raised the bar for the series, and I'm excited to see where Ragnarok takes that. Uh, I, I'm definitely confident that it's going to come out this year. 
I feel like honestly it's gonna be this is just a hunch but I feel like it's gonna be kind of an in-between game bridging a gap between God of War and whatever is going to be God of War 2 that's that's what I'm that's my assumption yeah we've, we've talked about talk- I'm, I don't know if that's Cory Barlog's you know, because one, Sony Santa Monica's hiring, and they've been hiring a lot um, to get people on board with this. So that's where my, I don't think the, the God of War franchise and the way it's, I just feel like the way it's, the story it's being told, I don't think we'll see something a la like Uncharted Lost Legacy or like a small little pocket thing or like Miles Morales. I don't think we'll see that out of this story. I think we'll see when these games come out, they're full installments, and they're firing at all all cylinders. Uh, I don't, I don't know how well a story like this could benefit from telling a pocket story. I mean, I feel like, I feel like even if it's half the size of original God of War, that's still a twenty-hour experience. Still, <laughs> so but like, even then, like I, feel I like don't that's think fine. They, even if they were shortened but, to a twenty-hour experience, I don't think it would. I think even if they were short in the length of time, it would still be the God of War sequel. I don't think it would be... It wouldn't be smaller for the sake of, oh, this isn't the full sequel. It would be smaller because we want to tell a focused title, and we're not going to have this big open map. It's going to be more linear focused, uh, more akin to the original trilogy. I think so. I think we'll see. Yeah. Uh, it's been four years. Yeah, but that's another one that... Uh, I feel like it's been in development alongside maybe the tail end of the last God of War. Yeah. Uh, I think they picked I, up the ball like, right I don't, away. I don't even think Corey is directing this one. Um, I would I would think so. He's still the only person like... Yeah, but all the stuff that he's been posting since God of War came out has been space stuff. So I feel like he's... Well, what are this you following? Is, this is just my personal. He's still very much his Twitter. What I follow, at least, he, he keeps it as personal as possible. So he'll talk about his personal life. He'll get political, and he'll talk about God of War, or you know, he'll champion another PlayStation exclusive title. Like, hey, good job, guys, for putting. This out. is my personal speculation. Is I think that he has moved on to a different thing, and I feel like God of War is now just kind of continuing on this new tra- trajectory that he kind of put it on um, but that's that's this is all obviously purely speculation and i mean all of this is yeah uh, because we have yet to see anything really on god of war ragnarok other than the fact that it exists yeah um which is weird because it, it's interesting to me that arguably two of the biggest titles coming out in 2021 god of war and horizon uh we've not seen any gameplay on i think all. that's good i think it's good too and it's exciting. Um, but, like, it's hard for me to be extremely excited about those two games just because of that. Whereas with Ratchet and Clank, the reason why that's, like, higher up on my list is because, oh, we've seen this and it's amazing. You know well, what I mean? Well, I mean, even then, like, so we've seen tidbits. I've, Ratchet and Clank for me is higher up on my list simply because it's... Because it's Ratchet and Clank. It's Ratchet and Clank. It is a genre I love. It is a character I love. It's been a longer time since I've seen them. Ratchet and Clank last came out in 2016. So it's been five years, mm-hmm. um, whereas God of War, 2018, Taylor, like summer of 2018. So it's been going on three years now. 
So I am hungry for a bombastic, funny, colorful adventure, and I can wait a bit on the grit, raw, you know, raw t- storytelling that is God of War. So, yep. Uh, so is that all of our, all of our things? Yeah, I scrapped my last one. Just kind of keep on pace since we go ahead and give it uh, a Scar- little shout out. Scarlet Nexus, honorable oh, mention. Scarlet okay. Nexus. I'm excited. Yeah. Uh, it's the same stuff I said. I think I said it in a prior episode where the game just looks fun. It's colorful. It's anime. Um, Amazing enemy design. Yeah, it, it's it's really unique in a sense. It's not crazy original. Uh, but I am excited to see where this game goes. That has been talked about fucking forever. I yeah. feel like this game has been... I keep been, thinking this game is out. Yes. <laughs> I keep thinking this game, oh, it's coming. It's right here. It's right now. And I feel like it's been a year and a half I've been saying that. So I'm ready for this game to be available and out now. That and I want a good, colorful, bombastic anime-like game on a PlayStation Five and see what it looks like. Yeah. Last time I was impressed in the, in the game and with that visual prowess and that art style, uh, would have been Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, oh yeah. And even then, that's not as cinematic. If I had to pick one more cinematic than that, it would have been Naruto Ultimate Just Storm Four. But even then, it is kind of it wasn't an overhaul. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked like it, it still could have been done on the PS3. I don't know if it's how well advantage it took over the PS4 other than it was on the PS4. Is Scarlet Nexus next-gen exclusive? It is not. So it'll okay. still be on Xbox One, PS4, um, but it, it's still it's making its way to PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. Uh, so I guess the only other thing that I have to add is... Um, so I've, I've, I've mentioned a lot of different games, but honestly the thing that I'm most excited for is the thing that I don't know to be excited for yet. Like, I feel like every year there's some kind of surprise that seems to come out of nowhere that ends up being one of my favorite games of that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited for whatever that happens to be for 2021. Uh, and I feel, like, I feel like it's going to be an awesome year regardless. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because I think if there's ever everyone was very concerned with games coming out in 2020 due to coronavirus like how is that development going to go this that and the other but also keep in mind a lot of those games were probably in development in 2018 2019 so if there were anything happening in 2020 development wise it was more like polishing and touching things Mm up um whereas this year this is probably the year where we will see games that were started development in 2020 come out this year and we'll see how well they fared in a completely different and unprecedented environment so well this is also a big year because this is the first full year that the ps5 Mm -hmm. is available yes arguably (laughs) uh (laughs) because it's still hard to find but still uh so since this is the right out the gate year for playstation 5 Mm -hmm. uh it's interesting to me that they have what seems to be the hardest hitting lineup for a first year (laughs) Because, uh, like, right out the gate, we're like, okay, God of War, Ratchet and Clank, Gran Turismo, Horizon. <laughs> like, that already would be enough for anyone, yeah. really. But uh, but there's even more. So. Yeah, I think they learned their lesson after what happened with the PS4's launch lineup yeah. um, and saw the success that the Vita had with its launch lineup. Because that was a good stellar launch lineup as well. I still, to this day, think the Vita had the best launch lineup of any system ever. Honest to goodness. I feel like the PS5 kind of 
in a sense, it's hard to say with the PS5 because a lot of those games also still ended up on PS4. Yeah, that's the thing. But even then... But with the Vita, you had exclusives that were also big deals, like Uncharted, freaking Wipeout. Like, already. Boom. <laughs> drop the mic. I would never <laughs> say drop the mic on Wipeout, but Uncharted Golden Abyss, yes. Wipeout is a phenomenal game. I think it's a phenomenal game. And Wipeout game, 2048 is... One of the best in the franchise, honestly. I, but uh, even then, I but, just feel like no ra- no Wipeout to me has ever done anything for me. I, I've played them and I have fun with them, but I'm like, ah, oh, okay, it's more They're wipeout. so good. They're so good. I, I don't but, feel like they push the envelope. Um, <sighs> disappointing me, Alex. Disappointing me. But it's fine. We can get into that off the mic. <laughs> Outside. Right now. <laughs> but, but no, they also had like Luminez, Electronic Symphony... Mm-hmm. And Luminez is just phenomenal anyways, but Electronic Symphony had such a good soundtrack. Mm. Uh, but anyways, uh, I'm getting all excited thinking about the Vita. Uh, R.I.P. But yeah, I, I think 2021 is going to be an interesting year. I'm yeah. really excited for it. Uh, and throughout all of 2021, for all of your latest PlayStation news and opinions and discussions, you can always tune into Dual Senses or be a part of the show. Yeah, or be a part of the show. Jesus Christ. And write in. <laughs> yeah, write in. Yeah, you can send uh, any topic you want us to discuss, any questions or comments or anything. Uh, you can email us at bemorethanfriends at gmail.com. You can also comment on any of the Dual Senses articles on mtfproductions.com and uh, on uh, Facebook if you go to facebook.com slash bemorethanfriends. You can comment on there, message us, whatever you want to do. Uh, Yeah. Until then, we'll see you next time. See you later, love, love, love. (laughs) Look at how loud that is. (laughs) It is a fart if I ever see one. Oh, my God.